0: Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 Podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360, and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. In today's episode, I'm joined by Steve Neat, GM EMEA of Alation. We're going to be talking about the challenges organizations face when driving data literacy and how to build a data culture. Steve, welcome to the show. Matt, thanks for having me. No worries at all. Could you just give us a little bit of background on who you are and what you do? Certainly. Uh, As you
1: explained, I'm the general manager for uh, Alation here in EMEA. Uh, I've been in the IT industry for 35 years and most recently spent the last five or six years focusing on data intelligence
0: and helping organizations build out a data culture. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. And we're here to talk today about that sort of data culture, data literacy, and how businesses can help set that up for themselves. So I'd just like to start off with um, what is a data catalog and why is it important? Yes, yeah, great question. Uh, data catalog is a, a massive index,
1: really, that helps organizations to organize and find the data that's really important to them. If we look back at most big companies uh, over the last 20 years, they may well have invested in ERP systems, CRM systems, e commerce systems, all of which produce data as a bit of a byproduct. But there's increasing evidence today that being data-driven really helps organizations be more productive, faster at making decisions, and actually perform better. The real challenge, of course, is being able to find, understand, and trust that data in these complex landscapes that have evolved over the last 20 or 30 years. So a data catalog is a means of doing that. It's a massive index, helps organizations get a lot more organized and helps people find the data that they need to uh, use to become more data-driven and to make better
0: decisions. And to kind of jump into more of the technical side of things, how exactly do data catalogs work?
1: Yeah, well, it um, it sits within the landscape. It ingests data from the key data sources and we use some machine learning and ai to make sense of some of that data and then it's a, a system that users use to collaborate around the data so you, they can go and find information that's important and it may be it may be data sets it may be data schemas it might be information in columns within tables, it might be queries or BI reports. So, for example, an analyst who might be charged with making some reports about customers can go into the data catalog, search for that term, and it will bring back to them, all occurrences of that in in uh, in BI reports, in table names and formats, and around that information, very much like a Google search or or searching on Amazon for a product, where the real value comes from. Is understanding whether you can trust that information to see what conversations have occurred about that data source or, or that report, or to have flags to let you know whether you should use it, or indeed categories to tell you how you can use it and if you can use it. So it sits, coexists with existing landscape, ingests information into it, and then is a really easy to use environment to encourage users to uh, contribute to all of the information that's normally stored in people's heads, that tribal information that often disappears when people leave. If you can capture all of that alongside all of your metadata, then you've got a place that is really valuable for people to go and find and discover the information that they need.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah, very well said. So, so why do organisations need this? you know, What, what were some examples of organisations that have benefited from this? Well, I think when I talk to most
1: organisations, all of the executives want all of those exciting things like AI, advanced analytics, really powerful reporting. But all of that depends upon trusted, reliable data. So all the glossy new technologies, really need data. And I think we've heard consistently in recent years of organizations wanting to be data-driven. Well, the first thing you need is is the data. So how do I find it? How do I access it? Uh, what does it mean? Those are really important questions. So that's, that's the key thing is uh, organizations having a means to go and find the data that they need to make data-driven decisions And the the key benefit that many organizations get is speed of access to that information. We have customers who it typically takes months to go find and validate that they're accessing the right trusted information. And with a catalog, they can reduce that down to minutes.
0: Okay. And I, I understand that you're quite a sort of big proponent of fostering that data culture inside an organization. How does the data catalogue help with that?
1: Yeah, and, and I think it's clear that if you've got a data catalogue, you don't magically develop a data culture. But I w- what I would say is that without a data catalogue, it is really incredibly difficult to build a data culture. It's people, process, and technology. And without the ability to find that trusted data, then you can't evolve and develop that data culture. More and more organizations, I think, are are realizing that the data culture, being data driven, driving data literacy, is a strategic imperative. It enables you to compete more efficiently and more effectively. And a foundation of that is having a data catalog, knowing what data assets you've got, knowing being able to find those data assets and knowing when you can and can't use them.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So so how does data intelligence kind of fit into that? Cuz that that's really the most important thing here, right? It's like the the data intelligence kind of comes before everything else.
1: Well, I, it, you know, data intelligence I think is a broader category with a data catalogue as its foundation and at the very heart. Data intelligence also covers things like uh, data quality, data access controls, um, where your data resides in the cloud or whatever. We believe that you need a data catalogue to help you build out your data intelligence platform. So how could you possibly start doing data quality unless you know what data is the most important data and how could you migrate data to the cloud uh, without knowing, again, what is your most important data and what data is actually being used. So why why, uh, migrate huge volumes of data when perhaps 80% of it isn't really used that often? So data catalog really underpins data intelligence And data catalog is a prerequisite, in my view, to helping you build data literacy and a data culture.
0: And in terms of kind of what you've been noticing, do you feel as though the kind of tech space and even just kind of businesses in general, do you think this is something that enterprises are kind of getting more used to and kind of improving on when it comes to building that data catalogue, and comes to building that data culture? Do you you feel as though more companies are kind of adopting this and realising just how worth it it is to have that?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I would say during the pandemic, that rate of growth and demand accelerated. I think organisations were being asked new questions or different questions than they would do normally, and people are scrambling to find the right data to support that. And if we look at uh, our growth uh, in a mere of three hundred percent year on year, it, it uh, I think confirms that there is huge demand for what we have and and data catalogs in general, and it applies across every industry, from retailers to CPG companies to governments, financial services organizations. Any large organization who have invested a lot of money in data, they're now trying to figure out how to find it and how to get the most out of data. And we're seeing demand across every industry, from retailers to CPG companies to financial services organizations and governments. And frankly, a data catalog applies to any large organization that has plenty of fragmented data and wants to become more data-driven, wants to be able to make better decisions based upon the data that they have.
0: Mm, and from someone who's you know quite an expert in this, do you feel as though, are there any kind of common misconceptions that you're noticing a lot of different firms doing?
1: Yeah, I think there's been a shift in recent years from data being... The responsibility of IT purely, you know, IT look after the servers and the machines where the data resides, to a shift towards the business being responsible for the data. And basically, they're the people who get the value, extract the value out of that data. So it's about having a solution that helps both IT, but also is highly accessible the business user. If the business aren't engaged, if the business doesn't have access, if the tool isn't easy for business people to understand and get the most out of, then then the project is doomed to some failure, in my view. It It has to be a solution that bridges the gap between IT and the business, such that the business can really find a way of understanding what data that they've got, what can be trusted, what should be used, and where it resides. So that, that for me, is the shift that I've seen in recent years. That's, that's the key lesson, is making sure that the business is highly engaged in any deployment, that adopt there's a focus on adoption so that um, this is universally made available to everybody in the business.
0: Mm. Do you feel as though that kind of shift towards democratization, do you feel as though that was a positive shift? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I
1: I mean, we only have to listen to our our own Prime Minister over the last two years talking about data-driven decisions. Every organization wants to make data-driven decisions, and that demand is coming from people in the business. Making it accessible, making it available is really critical. Taking it away from just a few people in IT who know where it is and know what data should be trusted to genuinely democratize it, make it available. And that that helps drive a data culture. And a data culture really is that every decision is based upon being supported with relevant data. Then you know you've, you've made some way, some progress in, in becoming data literate, in becoming a data-driven organization and creating that genuine data culture.
0: Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. And, and how is Alation helping organizations to improve the way they use their data? And, and could you also give some examples of the companies in Europe uh, which, you, which you guys are working with? Yeah, we, we work with companies, as I said, across industry.
1: Um, we're helping them make that data uh, available and accessible. Um, so, for example, one of our recent customers is the Veri Group, the, the retail organization that has a proud history of 120 years of being, ironically, a catalog company that didn't have a data catalog. But they have generated data over tens and tens of years and have struggled to find the information that is relevant to them today. It's interesting, their CEO on their website, he talks about data being a strategic asset. They have behavioral data for 4 million customers, and the challenge for them is to turn that into a compelling asset that everybody in the business can use. We work with companies, as I say, uh, the very group and other retailers across uh, Europe, Munich Re in the insurance space, Vattenfall in the energy space, Daimler in the automotive and manufacturing space. We've got uh, over 330 customers globally from countries across the world, industries across the world, all trying to build that data culture based upon trusted and accessible data.
0: Very, very insightful stuff there. Well, Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Stephen. It was really, really great to get your insights. You're welcome, Matt. Thanks for inviting me. And also thank you to everyone listening. We hope you took a lot away from today's discussion, but for further information on what we've discussed today, please head on over to elation.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms, follow the conversation on our socials, at m 360 tech on Twitter and LinkedIn, and for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com.